Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate. Thank you all so much for graciously joining us on the day after we normally cast. Tonight, we are going to be doing a little bit of a Valentine's Day episode. Mainly, we will be covering list analysis, analysis, however the hell you want to say that word. Um, because there was a tournament I found out in Washington that looks like it's mimicking worlds. So we are going to be covering that as well as Kyber, some Kyber Cup stuff tonight. This is episode 87. The showdown of the century. Without further ado, let me bring in my co-host tonight. Please give a warm round of applause to JJ, who needs a haircut, and Alex, whose beard is bigger than ever. Welcome to the show, guys. What's going on, everybody? You choose JJ, the one that needs a haircut. My hair's in my ass. Well, I can't see <laughs> your hair. I just know JJ uh, is not wearing a hat tonight. And his hair looks like he needs a haircut. Yes, this is true. I, it's been three weeks since I cut my hair. So, yeah, I definitely need a haircut, man. See, I'm pretty spot on when it comes to JJ's you know me, man. hair yeah, stuff. You know me. Unfortunately, which is probably a little weird. I don't know if it's weird or not, <laughs> but it's probably a little weird. <laughs> nah, it's fine. I, I like to keep my hair short because honestly, anything longer than this makes drives me insane because I then I feel like I'm itchy and then I start like like scratching my head because I hate having long hair. So, yeah, I know. For the people who aren't seeing this live, his hair is maybe like two inches at most. <laughs> like it's nothing. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, tonight we are going to be talking a little bit about different things. But first off, let's talk about how your weeks have been. Well, um, for everybody who doesn't know, I've been out um, for, for the last three weeks um, just doing some work training stuff outside of where I normally live. Um, I came back uh, last Saturday from my official vacation. Um, we hit up uh, a bunch of places up north. And I do want to give a shout out uh, to, um, to Nutmeg Squadron over in Connecticut. Um, I put out a call out on their Facebook page um, to help me out with a new player that had just um, had started into the game and they had brought out a list, a full list for him uh, to come out and play. And I had my own list that I brought with me because I, I, every time I travel, I always bring a full list with me just so I can throw down anytime, anytime I'm, I'm out. Um, and they hooked me up with a full list. They got them everything, the, the figures, everything for him and I want to teach this uh this guy um a co-worker of mine to play the game and uh, we had a blast at the store they were streaming Heroes of the Atari Cluster uh which if you're not familiar with that that's the uh, the homebrew RPG version of X-Wing uh, which is a lot of fun if you haven't seen that or played that highly recommend it it's a lot of fun and uh and thanks to everybody over at Nutmeg Squadron over there in Connecticut uh you guys are awesome thank you so much Awesome. How was your week, Alex? I think you all just released a podcast earlier last week. We did. Uh, we're actually going to record sometime this week, too. <laughs> it's shocking. We're not almost doing it consistently now. I know. Um, no, it was fun. Just working on projects. 
um, making some prototype alt art standardized cards. So that's going to be fun and interesting when those are done. Found a place that will print uh, tarot size cards. So it's going to be cool. That is awesome. What you'll have to do is share some information because we have built some cards ourselves here and we had thought about starting our segment again where we create cards um, for the fun of it. <clears throat> so might be one of those things where yeah, you can help us out. Yeah. Should be fun. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and let's just begin with our Kyber Cup discussion. Um, we could just kind of start there. I'll transition the slide. I apologize if the the internet is a little slow on my end tonight. Uh, so I apologize for that if we're a little choppy. But audio should be pretty good. Just sometimes yeah. the video goes funny. One of these days I'll have enough money to buy a computer and a better route. Anyway, so Kyber Cup is officially into Top Cut version. And if you didn't know, we didn't make it. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we, uh, we obviously are not in Top Cut. Uh, there was three 5-0 and o lists that, that made it. Then there was a sum total of almost um, 11 4 and ones So yeah. they're essentially uh, what we originally thought we'd have uh, like two or three, three and twos get in, uh, did not happen. <laughs> um, all of the four and ones kind of pushed everybody out. And then one, three and oh, with two draws made it in. That's so impressive to get two draws. The two yeah, draws I know. <clears throat> definitely put them over the uh, hump there for it. Um, yeah. I'm a little confused on how some of these nine and six teams went four and one. Um, I didn't quite understand that other than they must have, <clears throat> they must have lost some of them, but I thought you would have, you had to have 10 wins to go four and one. So there has to be something weird with that software. So what I imagine is that on a few of their their matches, they completely swept uh, an opposing team, and then on their losses, they would have lost completely. So I think that that would be the outlier there. All right, it just it must have been one of those. It, it's just it's just a weird a weird number there. Um, maybe some of the draws were a part of it, but because we went nine and six. Or nine and five and one with ours, um. But so some of these teams, there's a couple of teams in there that did not, uh, did not that just kind of squeaked in at the very last minute, um. And again, I don't know how that eight and seven went, got in. I just I don't know how they went four and one. I, I don't. I guess I I guess we didn't look. I didn't look that far into the, the data. But <laughs> these are your top twelve teams, or top sixteen teams that did make it in. So congratulations to all of them. I am not breaking lists down for them tonight. I did not want to go yeah. into that whole thing. Um, I feel <clears throat> we will cover some of the lists, I think, um, towards the end of the tournament in two weeks. But um, I, I don't think we're going to do lists right now, unless you guys had some burning desire to 
to do that. No, I, the only thing I do want to mention is that for the five and O teams, um, five uh, for the undefeated teams, five factions were represented um, across those five teams, which is fairly impressive. And then um, the number one faction with the biggest win rate was actually the separatist faction uh, coming in with 109 wins, uh, which is uh, very, very impressive for the separatists. So um, I think that um, there's a lot of, of separatist lists that are doing very well right now um, that people haven't are starting to realize are, are doing very well, especially with the Siege of Coruscant stuff. Um, so, yeah. 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 So it's I, um, I obviously didn't do super well. I did go three and two for the, the season. Um, so a couple of them were closer matches. Uh, we will get into the Separatists. The Separatists didn't have as much Seeds of Coruscant in finals as you would have thought. Um, no. They did have Hot Shots and Aces, though. So yes, there is that. <laughs> um, as for our team, and I am going to 100% make sure this is correct, but because how long Shanks does tiebreakers... Technically speaking, if you were nine and five and one for a draw, you are technically ranked higher than a nine and six loss. I have officially confirmed that, that it is a bug in their system inside of the Longshank system. So Scott was gracious and hooked me up with um, the guy that uh, makes this, and he told me he will actually fix that for us. Um, so even though it shows currently we are ranked 28th, which is one place uh, better than Greg's team, just to kind of point this out there. <laughs> um, I'm going to very much so point that out. We actually are the 23rd team, and we beat out Marcel and Will Hagwood's team from GSP, baby. That's all I care. Yeah. We beat out GSP. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice. We were two away we were number 67 <laughs> oh well who knows maybe with the shake-up you might you might get there so yeah we uh, might go down two number. spots <laughs> <laughs> essentially it was um if we hadn't tied uh that one game and had won it um it probably would have put us um up out thing but it, we did it we already had won that we had already won that um, that that series, so it really didn't help us. Um, but uh, anyway, that was essentially it was me. I, I had two games that I dropped, and I needed to only drop one. So I will take full blame for us not making cut um, in that one. We should have easily made cut, except for my week one complete failure to fly the list <laughs> and kill Poe because I didn't know what I was doing. Anyway, so congratulations to all the teams. I I feel um, we did decent, pretty decent. We had a good run. Um, I do like the format, and I want to thank Scott so much for running something like this. So um, I was very excited by this um, type of you know team event. I highly encourage other people to run those. I love yeah, I love that I mean, that piece of it. I definitely did enjoy this tournament. Um, it was definitely a lot of fun playing in a team format. Um, I'm very much looking forward to season three of the NCX league. Um, the one thing I do got to say though, that it was difficult to, um, 
to play with people in different time zones. That was definitely the most difficult part. And I think for that, um, the Sector Series for GSP is probably the better way to run that kind of format. Um, but uh, but still, I mean, congrats to all the players that participated. Um, I certainly had a lot of fun, and um, I'm looking forward to the next one. All right, so Asagol's team, who's in our chat, they're the team that went 8-7 and seven and still made cut. So congratulations, as <laughs> <laughs> good good job, job on that one. Um, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> that's so, awesome. Anyway, so that was kind of our. I just like I said, I wanted to go through a little bit of of that just because you know to me a lot of it feels. Um, I, I don't know. I, I like the competitive piece of it, but I, I feel that Scott always has a good show out. Um, it was nice to kind of break out a little bit. Um, this gave me practice for deciding what I want to run for Nickel City um, this season if I get drafted into Separatists, which hopefully that, that happens. <laughs> well, hopefully, I don't care, actually. You know that you mentioned that. I will I put I will fly any faction, um, but I only will take flying Separatists seriously. Um but um, it, it was good practice to be able to kind of flesh out what we wanted. You know, some of the things I thought were going to be really good for worlds that um, are not. And Scott has given us a lot to think about when it comes down to, you know, some of the team or some of the um, lists that can be flown for worlds. I will say this does make it a little bit harder. So, for example, somebody like Alex's list, which would probably do a lot better, you know, in a one on one style tournament versus getting thrown under the bus. I don't know, at least twice, you said? Uh, plenty of times, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so that's the kind of weird thing about this kind of format is that, you know, it is, you are selecting your matchup, so you always try to get into a, uh, you know, a more advantageous kind of matchup. So your results might be a little skewed one way or another. So if yeah. you think something might still be really good and you've done really well with it and all of a sudden you didn't do well in this tournament, you know, don't hold that against you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, that, like I said, that, that is the only downside to this, but I think it gives people the practice and it forces you to play unoptimal lists, right? You know, like, and you can ask JJ and Brendan how many times I told them which list I did not want to face because I knew it was a higher probability loss for me. And yet, 50% of the time, the two of them thought it was a good idea to give me that list. So, um, especially JJ. I swear to God, JJ did that on purpose the last round, on purpose. He's like, I can't let Tanner have a better win ratio than me. So we we won the last two rounds, right? We did. We did win the last two <laughs> rounds. <laughs> so Mark, big brain move, you know? Mark Robert took all of our notes into consideration and threw them right out the window and gave the exact opposite <laughs> of what we asked for. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, he even gave himself of, bad matchups. He's just like, oh, you know, this was a bad matchup on my end. I'm like, why'd you even change it for what we said, you know? But I just feel JJ did it on purpose. He's like, I don't want to face. I told JJ the one round I had to face the Empire list that he should face it yeah. as a mirror match because I guarantee you he will win it because his play style is different than the opponent's play style. And I knew hey, that would happen. Fair, to be fair, yeah. I placed my my faction first as usual, expecting him to throw the Empire on there, and it just he didn't. So there's nothing I could do about it at that point. So I just tried to play it to to um to try to match it up you know with you know not empire and yeah it just didn't work out <laughs> now in fairness i i only lost the last round 
it was not yeah. a uh it wasn't total a blow up. Yeah. So it wasn't a total F up on Jake Bates' behalf. Just a little bit. He he literally just, just had to make sure that Tanner could not have a better record than him. He could not handle it. <laughs> That's a legitimate strategy. Don't get me wrong. It is, that especially because I had a better record than he did in uh Nickel City League, you know, That's last true. season. That's true. So Yeah, I was in a hell of a slump, man. Holy crap. And actually, Alex, I will highly encourage you to join the Nickel City League season three. We've only played once a week, and it's great practice for worlds. The same. It's free. Yeah, I mean, it always sounds interesting. I'd love to see what my schedule will be like, but I'm always interested in playing more games. I barely get any practice anyway, so. There you go. All right. Well, let's move on to JJ's Valentine's shenanigans that's yes. is that what we're gonna call it yeah so this is valentine's day love connection here in x-wing um so this is in honor of valentine's day which is coming up tomorrow in case anybody here forgot i hope you guys didn't um but uh valentine's day is tomorrow so i wanted to do a little bit of a a, a a mix up here for what we normally do for ranking pilots on scenarios uh but this time including them with a special sub one to help them uh be better uh, so for this one here, we're looking at pilots and um, either other pilots that match up with them uh, or crew members that match up with that pilot to help them perform better. And we'll be ranking them uh, for those scenarios here. So for me here to start off, I chose the Rebels. Um, I chose Nora Arc 170 mainly because you guys just destroyed Nora Y-Wing. I wanted to g- give her a little bit of a, a redemption from last week. Uh, so I have more uh, expensive Nora. <laughs> A more expensive Nora, yes, for a more perfect union here. So just, this just is wait till we hottest... destroy this one too. <laughs> so this is the hottest combo of of people since Lando and L three three seven. So this is Nora Wexley in the Arc one seventy. Uh, her ability is just the same. While you defend, if there's an enemy ship at range zero to one, you add one evade results to your dice results and C three PO crew, um, which reads before rolling defense dice. You may spend a calculate token to guess a lot of number, one or higher. And if you do, roll exactly that many evade results, and you add one evade result. Um, I have used this combo uh, quite a bit um, for for the Rebels. Uh, Nora does, uh, does come in a bit pricey at six, but she is the most consistent defender uh, or consistent while defending, uh, even more so than the Y-Wing version, because she is in a uh, medium base. Um, that can cover a lot more ground, so she is more likely to be at range one. And having two calculates to help back her up, uh, her ability with C-3PO, you have a really good chance of potentially having uh, three evades on ARC-170 at range one, which is bananas, considering that she has three shields and six hull. And, uh, and C-3PO putting in there, that still leaves you a good 11 points of upgrades that you can add on to that particular ship. So you can add in Veteran Tail Gunner for a double tap. You can add in Trick Shot if you want to do that. You can add in um, uh, uh, an additional gunner there. There's a lot of things you can uh, put on this particular Arc-170 to make it a beast. It is absolutely great. Now, ranking the ship here, uh, we'll start off with Assault and Satellite Array. She is S-Class. S-Class, hands down. We're we're ranking them, too? Yeah, we'll rank them, too. Okay. All right, so give me a second. I don't have that sheet up anymore, because then it... 
Don't worry. Right. I'll, I'll I'll talk through my reasoning while you pull that <laughs> up here. So, assault on the satellite array S class. Not only is she a medium base, which counts for two small bases. Um, her ability helps her to get into the fray, survive the fray, and she still has enough po uh, punching power to punish back at range one. Um, it is it, having a medium base in general is a really good start, but having a ship that can survive reliably and get a lot of evades on defense and still put out a lot of punishment is just essential if you want to succeed and outlast your opponent in arc in um, in assault. So for that particular scenario, I'm giving her an S for it. Um, the next one here, Scramble. This one, I think she's, she suffers a lot more because she does want to have that extra action uh, to, to trigger C-3PO uh, reliably um, and not go after those objectives as much. Um, she's still a contender to help punish those ships that go in to try to claim those objectives. But if you're looking at her to beat that objective grabber and scramble, she's definitely not going to beat that particular ship. She does have that slight advantage of still having that passive evade always if she's within that range. But she does suffer in that particular objective. So for that reason, I'm giving her just a B for that particular objective there. Uh, going on to salvage, um, I'm actually going to give her an A for this one. Um, she can grab that, that cargo, get those double calculates, and if she stays in the fray, she's going to be really, really hard to punch through that damage because of the consistent evades that she can get. Um, and on top of that, just having all that extra uh, loadout for her to have her own ability to generate crits either through um, uh, three rolls through target locks or perhaps even adding in um, Ezra Bridger for uh, like a passive force. Uh, she has a lot of different options there on her chassis. And that can make her both uh, a threat offensively and defensively, especially if she's shooting on range one. Um, she can she can definitely be a very, very good contender for salvage. So for that, I'm giving her an A for that one. So uh, so again, Nora uh, being able to be super defensive, retaining her, her point value, um, and being able to deal a lot of damage at range one, which is where she wants to be. I think that she can retain her points very, very well and uh, trade her point value very easily and uh, and be a, a consistent threat and chance. So I give her an S rank for that. <laughs> well, uh, Nora is six points in Rebels, which is kind of a tough sell for one ship, especially if it's an arc, even if it is Nora, who I do super love. But that also can be like... Keo and Kraken. Uh, for uh, Assault, I, I would give her an A. She has a medium base. She does have a good defensive ability. Uh, but she's not particularly fast to get to other objectives if you are objective hopping. For Chance, I would also give her an A. Uh, because she is, uh, you know, tanky. Uh, but, I mean, okay. So when you, she only has one agility. Yes, it's Nora. Yes, you add evades. But if there's no one else around you, which can happen a lot in chance if you're trying to flank with a bunch of people, uh, you're not going to be able to, to get those evades. So you still have one agility. Granted, you do have nine health, so it takes five damage to half health you to three points 
Um, for Scramble, I'd give her a B, just because she doesn't really need her action if she's by people. And she has a five, so she can recapture it from people around her, and she's pretty good in the scrum there. And for Salvage, I would give her a C, honestly. She's a one agility ship. It's not hard to put crits in those things. Yeah, she could be a little bit more tanky, which is why it's not like a D, but she is also a medium base. They're bigger, easier to hit. So that, that's what I would give her. Um, well, I'm definitely not giving her a <clears throat> an S tier. And I'm just going to be a little dickish, I guess. Um, she can't have an S tier because S tier to me means I would take her over the majority of the other ships and I would not take Nora over the majority of the other six point ships. I can have wedge. That's going to have a higher output damage. I'm going to take Luke, which has a lot higher output damage in my opinion. Um, I will, I will, I guess at this point, if we're going to rank them by, um, by the scenario, I will say she gets an A for assault then. So I'll go ahead and give her an A for assault just because I know arcs are very good at that. But that six points really hurts, really hurts her, in my opinion. I will give her a C for chance. She, I don't, I agree if you get her in range one, sure. But if so, I, I and I have a question. If I outmaneuver her, C three PO, does C three PO still work? No, because you have to have a minimum of one result. Because you have yeah. to add them, right? Yeah. C three PO is after you roll it, so yeah. If you're not rolling any dice, you aren't getting the one that you're going to call on C-3PO. Okay. I'm going to also ask the next question of, does her ability not work then also? No, it's after you It's after you roll dice. So it's when you roll that. So she, you if she rolls zero evade. dice, she doesn't she get to add an evade. Okay. No, she does. Yes, she does get to... Okay. Because you roll zero dice. You're still rolling the dice. You're zero is quantity. So yeah. Okay. So for me, for chance, I would, I would, I guess I already, <coughs> what did I say for the first one? It's assault. So assault A and chance C. C. Yep. I would still give her a C and chance because I think she loses her points value too quickly. Um, you have to stick her in the scrum to keep her alive. And I don't know how many people are going to joust you for it. Um, for salvage, for salvage, I would, I would give her a C as well. I don't think she's good at salvage. I would not want to pick up a crate with her. I do agree with you that yes, you get to add the evade result, but in a high dice meta, um, I don't really see the similar value for it. Scramble, I will say she's. I I, I see her as a B in scramble though. You don't get to use C three PO, but if you want to be by those. It kind of like assault. You want to be by the objective so you don't let her score the points. And when you're by her, her ability procs. Scramble's kind of the same way. Yes, for one turn, I got to take a, a an action to take a scramble. But 
Yeah, so I can't use C-3PO, but I'm still going to add another green dice. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm getting one effing evade every time. And if you want to take that objective back, you got to get near there. So she's either going to be taking like a, a couple of range three shots or she's going to be taking range one shots and adding evade. So personally, I kind of feel, um, I feel for her on scramble. She's probably a B. Um, and you, you get to add the gunner, right? You know, you still have other points. You can still have veteran tail gunner. Um, so there. All right. So if we don't use Tanner's results, <laughs> she will come in as an A minus, essentially. So she's between a B and a B plus. If you add my stuff in there, she does not come out over over a B minus. So Okay. Okay, so uh my pick for this was uh, Vizier, mm -hmm. who's a four-point Reaper. Uh, after you do your controlled ailerons ship ability, you can do a coordinate action and skip your perform action stuff. So I can assume uh, Vizier... I don't know. I don't care what gender Vizier is. Captain Hark. Uh, that would be the <laughs> one I'm pairing up with. Um. Captain Hark is two charges. After you fully execute a red maneuver, if you are not focused, you can spend a charge to get a focus token. And that allows Vizier to do something like uh, the controlled ailerons and then coordinate someone and then do like a sloop or a turn or a stop. They have a lot of reds and then get a focus. So you're like cheating an action out of a Reaper, which is silly. And it's also four points. Yeah. Vizier's four points. Captain Hark's three. You still got nine other loadout points. Which is usually second sister, but you know, seventh sister, not second sister, seventh sister. Thank God they don't have a gunner slot. Can you imagine if you could run, um, what's that? The Tristan, what's the, what's the gunner that puts out the strain? Tiber Saxon. Oh, yeah. Saxon. Oh, God. Oh, Wouldn't that be so Hell dirty? Oh. <laughs> I mean, at least Vizier is only an initiative too, so it wouldn't be like super crazy, but yeah, that's rough. <laughs> Um, so for rankings for assault, see, the problem is that Reavers are super good for assault. I would give it an A and only because Faroff would be a better Reaper to take for assault. Um, Reapers now with the errata to their control dealer runs, they don't have to go fast anymore so they can stop. They can one bank if he stops, um, you get a focus, you know, it's pretty strong. And you also help facilitate everything else in the rest in your list for chance. I would also give Vizier an a, um, you know, kind of like with Nora, it is a one agility ship. This one has eight hull, but it's only worth four points. So you have hell that you get two, and that's putting a lot of effort because these things can also go super fast if they need to doing like a one-bank aileron, three-bank maneuver. For salvage, I would give uh, Vizier a B. Reapers are very good with salvage because they still get the aileron uh, because they are not actions, so you can still use it with the crate. And they can go really fast and be really unpredictable. And for scramble... Um... I mean, I guess it's a C, 
you can do your action. I, I don't know. I guess it, I'll give it a D. You can't really. You, you, there's there's not much this Reaper can do with it. Uh, your initiative two people can just take the objective back after you. Um, I guess you can aileron and give out an action, but you can't like stop and you know get your focus while still doing the action. So a D is fine. All right, JJ. So I am a little more a little conflicted on it. Um, I am actively running Hark with uh, on Vizier as well as Seven Sister. That has been my my go to loadout for for Vizier. Um, but my rank is a little bit different. Um, so I, I I did agree with you with Assault. Um, you know, it's a medium base. The control the ailerons definitely help it. Uh, be a very good ship to go in and contest multiple objectives at once uh, with the size. Um, and I, I think part of making this ship effective is also knowing how to place your objectives um, on the board to make sure that you can make you can get the best effect for for your Reaper to be able to be put in a position where you can contest two separate objectives with a medium base. I mean, if you're able to do that, then that's where the the chassis really shines. Um, the the ability to do that uh, that ailerons boost um, to get that coordinate off easy and then set yourself off for a block position um, really helps the reaper um, as a support ship, and it, it basically makes it a menace. So I do agree that on assault, it isn't uh, an A. Um, the only reason I would not give it an S is the same reason as you said was uh, Faroff is better. It's more survivable in the scrum, um, but uh, but Vizier definitely is fantastic in on assault. Uh, for scramble, um, I kind of went back and forth on it. Um, I tend to use Faroff. Uh, sorry, not Faroff. I tend to use Vizier um, to grab that objective when I can. Um, to allow the rest of my list to go and punish the scramble uh, contester, um, since they tend to not have that. But I use him a lot more offensively um, to to start like give it a like to set up a block. Um, I, I know it's outside of the the combo that you set up with Hark, but being able to go in and contest an objective and then set up a block to prevent another enemy ship to contest that particular objective, I think is where it shines. It makes it, 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 makes it more of an objective defender in that case. Um, so for Scramble, I would actually give this an A as well um, because it is low initiative. It's not likely to get bumped and be a, a cause for a bump to prevent the enemy ship to get that, that objective back. And if they do, um, you know, if you have Seven Sister equipped, you can certainly punish them by either uh, tractoring them, uh, which is really bad, especially if you have Defender Vader or uh, or Bo uh, Battle of Yavin Vader in your list that can really take a advantage of hitting that ship um, or the rest of your list to punish that particular ship uh, or jam them if they happen to have a lock or if they have a focus and you just need to absolutely make sure that they have no mods. So I think that that's where uh, Vizier shines for that there. For Salvage, um, I give it a. I'm going to give it a B. Um, I think that being an early or, or lower initiative ship that can claim an objective, or rather claim a, claim a salvage, um, 
and still use its ailerons to get away, it makes it really valuable. I've actually been able to run away pretty successfully with it. But the problem with that, with Vizier in particular, is that Vizier's ability really benefits from being next to its friendlies to constantly get that coordinate out with the ailerons. So you either lose that functionality and try to score one point every turn, or you can potentially get some really good damage to kill an enemy ship or an enemy carrier of a crate um, by, by coordinating those actions. Um, so for that, I think for Salvage, I'll actually give him a C um, for that because it, he's he wants to coordinate constantly in that particular objective. Um, and at the same time, if you take a crate and run away, he's not really being the support ship that he needs to be in that particular list. And then lastly, Chance. Uh, chance engagement. Um, I think his low initiative hurts him, um, not being able to shoot and really punish um it's it's pretty tough for vizier to put out reliable damage um sure it can go in quick and turn around and still get that focus from park which i've used to really good effect but i find myself wishing that i had a target lot most of the time because i tend to roll blanks um so i'll i'll actually give him i'll give him a c for chance all right so I guess we don't have to harp on um, assault. I agree with you. A for assault. I think between the blocking um, ability, the ability to sit there, the ability to sloop in. Um, but it, again, is I don't know assault. A lot of them feel assault seems to be the easiest. I think objective, but that medium base just really that really just helps him. He does not need a friendly to be there to claim that. Um, for chance, I'm giving him a C. I don't think in chance he's worth it. I agree that yes, um, yes, you have to invest a lot of shots into him, but I will tell you if I put three shots into Finn, I cannot guarantee that I will kill Finn in chance engagement. And when I half point Finn, it's worth one. Um, I guarantee you if I put two rounds of shots into Vizier, he is 100% dead no matter what. And it could be long ball shots. He gets one green dice. Um, I don't know. I don't feel, I feel with chance. He, he, that lower initiative, he just gives up too much um, for it. Uh, I will say for salvage, uh, I don't know. See, like this is a tough one because I don't, I don't need like, to me. You could pick up that crate, I guess, but, or, but but are you going to lose it right away with a crit? Like, if I see a Vizier pick up a crate, I'm kind of just going to shoot that no matter who I got at range one. I'm probably just going to shoot Vizier to save that point. And maybe that's dumb, but I feel, I just kind of feel that that's what I would do. So I would give him a C for salvage. Um, I guess I'm I'm different than both of you <laughs> on Scramble. I give him a, a, not a V. Yes, I give him a V for whatever. <laughs> But no, I give him a B I, actually for scramble. Um, I don't agree 100% with JJ in the blocking of other people from getting it. But Vizier doesn't need the mods because Vizier never gets mods. And Vizier's there to coordinate and to die. Um, if you set your scramble objectives up right, though, he could take one at the beginning of the opening, um, you know, engagement and let everybody else just shoot. And yes, you're going to be down one mod. But I feel his ability to say, I'm an I2, 
I'm going to take this and force you to take it back and not die in one turn is huge. Like a droid? No. <laughs> like a droid going in and scrambling and then taking three range one or two shots into them? Yeah, that's that's not good. Because um, you're going to lose that objective and die. Um, but Vizier, I feel if you force somebody to come in and take that objective, they're losing their mod. So he still is going to be horrible against coordinating ships like Kraken. Any anytime I see Vizier opposite of Kraken, I kind of laugh, um, because Kraken just eats Viziers for breakfast. So, especially when you pair them with Luke's with proton torpedoes and not Nora's. <laughs> All right. Anything else on Vizier before we move on? So I think our average rank for him is roughly a B. Okay. He, he comes out B B ish. B, B minus. Sounds good. So pretty fair support shift. All right. So my Valentine's Day one, which I did not know we were ranking pilots. So I'm a little ill-equipped here to rank the pilots. Um, But I chose Django with Savage because they're both A from the same time period. Right. So they could have coexisted together. No. I feel, yeah. Django was dead. <laughs> he was one thousand percent dead. <laughs> no, he died in Attack of the Clones movie. Yes, right. So Vatra Press did not come into anywhere being involved until many years later. I don't know about that. Is Attack of the Clones movie before the whole series? I don't think it is. Yes, yes. But he Attack had to have been alive. Literally started the Clone Wars. He had to been a. <laughs> he had to have been alive before then because he was older. When we see them, so they were still so alive Roger at the Price same time. Probably about twenty years old, so he would have been like a kid. So what? So see, so works. I don't know shit about Star Wars, so <laughs> you guys <laughs> I have zero help. This I found out uh, Savage is Maul's brother. Yes. Yep. I know. Three yes. Now. That's yep. about he it. Died That's in all a pretty spectacular battle too. So oh, um, spoiler. So if I'm running Django. 90% of the time I'm taking Savage and I know JJ is going to disagree with me and he can hold his, he can hold his tongue until it's his turn to talk. Um, we're going to let Alex go first uh, before what? him. Um, just, just, <laughs> just, just, just to make JJ sit there on his tongue. But Django comes in at eight points, fire spray with 27 loadout. And the premier spot here is the fact that you get two elicits, two elicits, not one, but two. And I think that that really makes him a really amazing ship. On top of that, his ability is while you defend or perform an attack, if the difficulty of your maneuver is less than that of the enemy's ships, you may change one of the enemy's eyeball results to a blank. So if you do a blue and they do a white, even if they use something to try to turn it down, it is officially Django's business. Savage uh, ability I will not lie and say is blank. I have 100% used it before, but you can essentially says after a friendly ship in your front arc at range one to two gains a stress or strain token, you may spend one force. If you do that ship gains a focus token, you would like to know how hilarious it is to have a 404 with a focus token. I will tell you it is hilarious when 404 rolls six red dice with a target lock and a focus, if you don't kill him, you will regret it. I will just tell you right now. 
Django does not need a force at all. <laughs> He's he could give it to him. And you know what? 404. If he's double stressed, he doesn't care. If he has an extra strain, he doesn't care. It just doesn't matter. So yeah, because you could do the barrel into target lock and then get the focus from Django, right? Yep. And yeah, you still get it because it's a gain. You you're gaining yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. You still get the stress, whatever, or the strain. Um, have you ever used Savage with Rook cast? Like giving it to Rook because yes. Rook's ability to take the strain and then just get a focus. It's no, really, really that's, silly. That's dirty. But how do you do that? Because you can't give yourself the focus because yeah, it's a range one on to a two. Different ship. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Like if you have it on Boba. And, I see. And, yeah. Then yes, that's hilarious. I did not I never thought about that, but that's that's pretty good. So now we're gonna rank the ship. So for assault, I give Django S tier. Because if with you when you include Savage, there you go. Um, I probably think he's S here at assault no matter what. Django typically will contest. Taint Django does not die. Django gets to get in there. I typically will score more points with Django in assault than I do um <coughs> other other games. Uh for chance, I'm gonna give him a B. And that's because he's not Boba. I don't think he's quite a C. Um I don't think he's quite a C, but I really he does really struggle in chance <clears throat> because if you get half points on him, that's that's four points. That's that's pretty big. Um and he is easy to get four points on if you focus fire on him. Um, even if he is reinforced. For salvage, <laughs> see this is where it like this is silly because uh, it it's silly because usually you would say with salvage you would not want to pick a crate up with fire spray because you just want to boost. Um, I'm gonna give him a B, just because I'll be honest. I pick up crates. Okay, I shouldn't say this because people are gonna use this against me. I pick up crates <laughs> with Django. I do. Like it's it's a thing. Like I just don't boost then afterwards. And if I have to eject the crate, I don't care. Um. I don't know. I, I give him a B for salvage because I, you still can pick it up. You have crit mitigation um, naturally. Um, and typically when you're picking that up, you're going to just slow roll in. Um, so if I do pick a crate up with him in salvage, it is slow rolling. The other reason I say it's kind of a B in salvage is because he has the ability to protect the other ships with that focus token. Um, uh, on future turns, right? So the turn they pick up the crate up, no. But on future turns, you can give that focus token over to somebody like, um, you know, a, a tri fighter. Which, by the way, I had a tri fighter that had an evade, calculate, and focus token. So you were not going to knock a crate off of that tri fighter. The saying. Um, I never but, thought of that. That's awesome, actually. <laughs> but yes, it's really ridiculous. Uh, that tri fighter, as long as it's not at like a range one of a four die shot. Or at you know you're, you're with all three of those things you're pretty good, um, um, and at scramble I give him an S tier at scramble as well. You have the native force, uh, you're an I six, and you have the ability to essentially, um, essentially you have that ability to do what you want. Now when we talk about this and we say hey, typically people think of Django as pretty close to S tier. Um, because he seems to be like an auto include. Um, and that's where maybe we go back to chance and maybe you tweak the chance, but I just, 
I have a harder time with him in chance and in salvage than normal. Um, I don't know. So there's there's yeah. my my thing on Django. So who's next? Alex, go ahead. Okay. So Django, I do agree with you. I do like bringing Savage over something like Dooku or Palpatine because I think that second list slot enables that to be much better than just having a single list slot and a better force crew, a quote unquote better force crew. Because I mean, you know, calling a a crit with Dooku, very good. Um, false transpondering codes and also having contraband, a little bit better, in my opinion. Uh, so I do like the pairing of Savage with Django. For Assault, yeah, I mean, uh, it's hard to argue not an A or an S tier. You, I would say it's an S tier. It's a medium base. Django's ability relies on it doing the slower maneuvers, the blue maneuvers. So you are keeping by the objective, uh, you know, much longer than other ships. Like if they come in fast to try to, to add more ships to the salt, so it neutralizes or take it over, they're going to get a lot more blank results. They used to be focus results. Then, uh, you know, just having the actions is just being by the objective is super good. I mean, their fire sprays, all of them are almost going to get assaults uh, as to here around there. Uh, for chance engagement, I would give Django a B. Uh, you can kill these things if you focus fire them. Uh, and you have a little bit of a predictable dial with Django if you're trying to go for the ability. Uh, for scramble... I would give it. See, that's a tough call. Um, I would give it an S tier. You are an I six. You can take that from everyone as long as you don't get blocked. You do have the force. You do have the ability to change focuses to blanks, both incoming and outgoing. Uh, it's kind of hard to argue. It's somewhere it's like an A plus, right? <laughs> And for salvage, I would um, actually give Django a B. And that's because I think you guys are forgetting about that Slave 1 title. Because that does generate a hit to a crit. And that's pretty good for salvage. As long as you're shooting from the front arc of your ship and your defender's back half, you know, you can change a hit to a crit. It doesn't, you know, you don't have to be like fully behind them. As long as you're somewhere in there, you can bisect them and still get that crit. So, um, I don't really have too much of a problem picking up a crate with Django, honestly. Um, you just have to do a little bit funkier flying. But the, the, the crit generation from Slave 1, which you're going to take no matter what, um, I think puts it up to a uh, B. All right, nice. JJ. Wow, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah assault yeah absolutely 100 uh agree with you guys uh at assault django is probably one of the best um in the game period it, let alone cis there's nobody better than django than cis for assault and there is very very few pilots that could count on a single hand that i would take over django for assault um, just that medium base just covers a lot of ground. You can shoot forwards and backwards, especially if you have the better interior gunner. 
or tail gunner rather um equipped on Django with the title uh the slave one title um Django can be a menace absolute menace in there um so yeah definitely giving him an s for that uh for for chance engagement um i went back and forth on it in terms of like his effectiveness and chance engagement he is an i6 pilot with uh on a fire spray that has a boost action um i think the boost is what puts him over the top for me um the boost on a fire spray is so good to help you arc dodge and that's that's the the crux of what makes the the i6 fire spray so good is being able to see where everybody is on the board and being able to reposition and still have that passive force to help you uh shoot uh through the tail um and potentially get um get some damage in or kill the ship on chance engagement um so i do rank Django a lot higher on chance i i would actually give him an a on chance because i believe he can retain his points by art dodging better with that boost action and still be an effective fighter uh to to stay in the in the fight and gain his points for salvage however um that's where i scored him a lot lower than you guys uh, for salvage, I believe he is a D. Now, here's my reasoning for it. I know it's, it's it sounds pretty harsh, but at I six, it's going to be harder for you to get a a salvage crate if it's not if it's not taken by a lower initiative anyway. Um, not having that, um, not having that ability to boost, uh, especially if you're taking Django like towards the out an outward trajectory, um, eventually you're going to have to turn or turn around. And if you don't have that boost, just a hard turn um, usually puts him out of arc to take any shots, uh, which means that he's not going to contribute effectively. And usually in most Django lists, he is the, the, the highest output of attacks in that list. So having Django run away with a crate is definitely detrimental. Now, on the flip side, having... The slave one title um, to generate those crits if you're following somebody that has a crate is really good to have it. But at the same time, if um, if they're facing you forward, you're not going to get that reliably. Um, it, it might be an attack of opportunity that might happen, but it's not something that consistently happens where you're always going to get that crit generation from Django. So for that, I don't believe that that warrants him to really bring him up there. Um, so I, I think he's more of a hunter um, in that case and without having Dooku crew, and, and that's why I'm ranking him a D as well as just not having Dooku crew to help generate that consistent crit um, really hurts him in that. So for this particular combination, I put him as a D for it because he's not so, contributing to getting crates so, and generating so, points, and he's not consistent enough on offense to generate crits to make those those drops. So So go back. It's inconsequential for the rankings. It's inconsequential what it is, right? Like what he carries. You, you, if it, like, if you, like, I, I don't know. All right. So you if you're, if you're, if you're ignoring loadout, then he does not have a consistent way of generating crits. He needs that extra help to get those, those crits to make him an effective attacker in salvage. Okay, I'm gonna leave him at a D, and we'll just go to the next one. Yeah. So then, uh, scramble. Um, I do give him uh, a B for that. Um, he at initiative six, he will have a chance to contest a um, an objective point, um, and still have that offensive output there uh, with the passive force. 
and uh, and definitely do a lot of stuff. Um, he doesn't need to K-turn often, especially when it comes to claiming those objectives. So he's able to do it consistently and shoot out the back and be a, a, a really good contributor to it. So I do give him a B for that. All right. So JJ feels Django overall is only a B-worthy ship. Just pointing that out there that maybe Django can come down in points. Maybe he should come down yeah. to seven points. I think that's what I, JJ I, is telling us. I think that that should that should be right, and there should be certain vultures that should be a three point. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> I will not take three point vultures. I will not take. I will not take three point vultures. I will just keep taking the two Balance. points. And give me a give me a seven. Give me seven point Django with twenty seven loadout, baby. Did you hear? Hey, hey. Zach, did you hear that? JJ thinks Django should be worth seven points. Hey, if we can have a six-point Vader, we can have a seven-point Django. I don't oh think God. we should have either. Stop! Stop! You're, you're, <laughs> you're kill you're, JJ. You're killing me. Next, thing, do you think do you think we should have a eight-point Boba too with twenty-seven oh, loadout? I, I thought you were going to say eight-point Defender Vader, and I was going to say yes, but yeah, yeah, Boba, yes. So we're going to lower <laughs> Boba's points to eight points. No. We're going to give him two. Boba is the king of fire sprays. He needs to stay at his current cost points. Period. No argument. You want to know how many? So Zach, tell him how many times I have arc dodged his Boba with my Django. And, and how many times have you beat me? Beat you? I. Not Your with Django, Django versus my Boba? No. All right, fine. We'll play. <laughs> we'll play with my. <laughs> we'll, we'll play. You, you can't take into account with a testing list, my friend. <laughs> Yeah, well, how well did you do with your Boba Eman Kanan list? Just saying. Uh, Just if saying. you're talking about NCX, I took it to the final and won. No. <laughs> no. Top four cray cut. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. It, Smallest prestigious tournament in the world. What? Crate Cup is the most prestigious tournament in the world. Well, to be fair, I mean, it, it was after Worlds, so I, I, I wasn't flying that at that point, but yeah. Yeah. So, okay. In 2.5, JJ, how many times have you made top four with Boba, Eman, Kanan? Twice. Zero. No, you have not. Twice. When? Yeah. When? When 2.5. In two, you're talking about with the current scenarios and objectives, right? You're talking about current 2. 5, point yes. Force yes. points. Yes. Yeah. I, I was part of Team Havoc. And I had a tied the the highest winning record. Okay. So no 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 we're gonna and we're gonna then, go no 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 hold on hold on you it, team events do not count where you get to pair people that that's that's income okay. those but I'm, are not I'm the counting same. my I'm counting my win record right I don't care because about that, that that's what gets me that but individual okay, wins fine. in non team events well beyond that really I haven't played in any okay thank you all like right that. moving on in locals and stuff one-on-one I mean I was fairly consistent I mean that got me the title on GSP and that was one-on-one -on -one, but I don't really have a record other than five and oh for that but I'm just saying yeah Boba is not Boba Bo, Django is not that much worse than Boba and he is an I6 no and I, I'm not saying he's like you know he's like a a terrible ship compared to Boba. No, I'm just saying that Boba you ranked him has a B. Edge. You ranked him a B. Are you are you saying Boba is an S tier then? Uh, he's probably an overall A tier. I would say. 
because of his points. If you move him to eight points, he immediately becomes S tier. Yes, absolutely. Okay. See, there you go. All right. And, and I think that if Django moved down to seven points, he would be at S tier. Or sorry, an A tier, not S tier. Sorry, A tier. What? A tier. No, he's S tier if he moves to seven points and keeps all his loadout. No way. He still like, needs help from the rest of the list. Boba can carry. Django can carry. You know, the first game I lost, I almost won with Django basically doing the only damage in the fucking list. So I don't want to hear about it against the Poe list. So, like, Django is very simple. All right, this is okay. a whole. We're going to table yeah, we're, this we're conversation. Tangent. I know, I know. I know what's you're, happening. You're, so. you're, yeah, you're driving me up off the. Off the Zach, I guarantee you, I've got seven DMs from Zach saying to remove you from the podcast because, <laughs> for fuck's sake, who the hell gave Django a B tier and says he should move down to seven points? I, Zach's, Zach, I can, I can literally hear Zach having a heart attack right. as we speak. So, if I change my my D to a C, what does that make him? Does that make him a B plus and A what? Well, now I got to transition back. Hold on. Sorry, guys. <laughs> what if Boba Fett was seven points? No, my get Stop. No. Stop. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Alex. No, I, well, I I'm have glad a, we can all agree. Nope. I can take you. Uh, right. No. Seven points, but remove all his loadout. No. Stop it. <laughs> But you see, there lays the difference, right? That's the point that I'm trying to make, right? Is that if you remove all the loadout points from Django and you remove all the loadout points from Boba, Boba is the better shot. Hands down. Sure. But that's in concept, but but you can't live in that. Okay, so we are gonna tangent, I guess. I got I'm gonna we're gonna we're we're gonna go down this tangent because you've Christ you've cried we're what? Christ. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, Boba Fett just has an objectively better ability. That's why he's better. That's he, all. He yes. he does, and that's that's fair. But I'm telling you right now, like right now, when you you have to include loadout points with this, these rankings are based on their current loadout points. So in in the future, okay, if they fair. correct Django and move him down to 20 points, right? We immediately like Django's viability immediately drops. It just does. Yeah, yeah but you that's make different. Hard choices on loadout. Yeah. Yes. So you still only come in at a B plus to A minus with putting him at C at salvage. You would literally have to give him a B in salvage to even come near what we're ranking. So I had an and, S and, and again, the so listen, and the other the other piece you're missing is you're only when we when we created this piece, it's to compare within a faction, right? Like, so okay. comparing him to Boba, to we're not saying whether he's a king, queen, that type of a thing, right? Like, like th this is a little bit different than our chess series. This is saying inside of this, which is when we talk about why, like, why, why Alex and I ripped apart and disagreed a little bit on. I guess at least me. I, why I I'll just take the blame. Why I disagree, Nora Y Wing, over you, is because of the fact that, um, when you look inside of the faction for the points value and the loadout value, there there's just other pieces that that are better, right? And yeah. so like if if you want to cross compare these, we'd have to create a whole new chart and then cross compare yeah, no. them. 
Yeah, the only other comparable one would be what the Gauntlet and the and Maul, right? Yeah, like none of the like for the points well, value. Sun fact, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Sun fact. I was Sun fact. Well. Yeah. Sun fact. We could. Uh, Sun fact is it would be a very interesting conversation. Like that. That would actually be a conversation we could have. I would rank Django a million times higher than Sun fact, but yeah, that's just me. I would too. I would um. Too. Other people would not, um, and they probably would be right. Um, it was the same way as what did we do? Grievous, we did Grievous, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I gave Grievous an A, whereas you gave Grievous a B, B plus, and we're like, again, when we go back to looking at those type of rankings in that faction. Grievous is very close to an auto include, and we could we could take my experience from Tanner changing Grievous out of his list to run two Aflax, and my win ratio went from here to here based on that. True, but you also have less experience with the flex. That's that's true, but the vi the, the like very the variability with them is yeah. just too much more compared to Grievous. Grievous has I, a consistency. If we had the stats, I would actually like to see your overall wins over a period of time with both lists and to see like how they compare that. That would be really interesting, but we definitely don't have those stats. So. No, and nobody else is running the two Aflacs but me, it seems. Nobody else wanted to be ballsy enough, I guess, to do that. Hey, I got to say, you pulled out some amazing plays, man, from what I've seen. So, Yeah, I, and I will man. tell you, like inside of other factions, those Aflacs would be totes amazing. It's just, or give them uh, like the automatic shield upgrade. Like, okay, like there's a difference there. Then, if I got the automatic shield upgrade, I think things change a little bit with them. Um, yeah, but you got to think they they weren't design. They didn't design these with standard play <laughs> in mind. Yeah, they designed them with scenario play, and yeah. we're just trying to break them. Django was designed with 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 you know standard, standard play, play in mind, mm -hmm. and they're continuing to change points based on standard play. Um, yeah. So, Alex, do you have anything to add before we move on? I know I tangent, and I apologize um, Six uh, point for that. <laughs> Six points. Oh, you mean slave one? Nope. The, the I, CIS boba? Yeah, sure. Nope. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you give. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Give, yes. Give me a six point. Give it to me. Give it to me right now. Give me a six point boba. <laughs> I with the same loadout value, I will one hundred percent take him and Django together. That's fourteen points, baby. Yeah, I need to have the rest of my collection because I will be out on this game. <laughs> Sorry, I I just I'm not gonna let it go. That I just I think Django's definitely better than a B. It's, it's just I just he is almost an auto include in all in in that faction, and, and I I think that's unfortunate, right? Um, I guess I have a list I'm flying right now that doesn't have Django in it. There you go. So, you know what doesn't have Django? The top eight at that tournament, the Evergreen Open. That's fair. That's very true. Out. He was probably a C in that tournament. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think people are sick. Of, I think people get sick of running fire sprays, right? You know, like if we're being honest with you, fire sprays are kind of boring to run. They're, yeah, they're, they're kind like of diversity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
But speaking right. of the Evergreen tournament that Alex alluded to, we found a tournament that um, happened in Washington that I feel we could close the show out with and talk a little bit about. Yeah. They ran a very similar style to what we're going to see at World Worlds. Um, they did two days of Swiss, essentially, um, which I want. We need we need community feedback on this, right? I would like community feedback on this because I think this is weird, not having top cut type stuff, right? But I won't lie and say that this feels like something maybe we should do for Michigan GT. Like some of me feels like this might be a fun thing to do piss everyone off i don't know ryan doesn't listen to our show so alex you have to tell him to listen to our show so we could have ryan sanazuzzi's feedback on this but um anyway we found a tournament in washington uh and we wanted to kind of i just wanted to cover it because i just felt i felt that this is a good discussion going into like the a bit that what, what's going to happen at worlds especially if you have to play in the last chance qualifier, you're going to have to play essentially 15 rounds to get top cut and do really well in at least two out of the three. Um, so a little bit of an update real quick into the world's last chance qualifier. They are handing out tickets right now. They have open spots up to be up to 180. So I don't remember what the original sell was. I think it was 128. Um, yeah. So they have opened them up. JJ has until the end of the week to make a decision. Otherwise, I need a new roommate because he's going to refuse to come and hang out with me, even though you should just come and hang out anyway, JJ, and hang out with Greg. Greg's going and Greg's not playing. Oh, it would be fun. It would be it would be a blast to get you back for planning facing. If you didn't know, JJ and I actually shared a room uh, at Epicon last year, um, which was pretty fun. He, yeah, he, that was incredible. Yeah. He he could he he probably complained a little bit to his wife um about how long <laughs> Tanner just likes to rant, especially once I start drinking. It's just like like ten thirty, here it goes. You know we gotta get up at eight o'clock tomorrow, hey. Chris. Yeah, I know. I know. What I remember is being one in the morning and we're putting on Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes <laughs> Back on TNT. Yep. Because, you know, it's Star Wars and we have to watch it. So. <laughs> it was. We watched part of it and then I, I probably passed out. Yeah, I can almost guarantee out. you I passed out. <laughs> I had at least I had at least probably a quarter of a fifth of whiskey in me. Yeah. <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Night. So I'm pretty sure I passed out at some point during that. But we did watch it. It was fun. I don't know. Anyway, now we're tangenting again. Um, we'll do a world's discussion um, towards the end of the month, beginning of uh, March. I still encourage JJ to go. But if he doesn't, I think I might have another roommate lined up. Um and I don't snore this year, so I have a CPAP machine. <laughs> nice, so, nice. Um, but anyway, Evergreen Tournament. Um, and I and I want to make it two things clear. This I don't know if this was designed to be World's Prep or not. I have no idea. I have no idea who the, who Evergreen is, other than they are in Kyber Cup and they may cut whoever their team is. And I know that this feels um like a really good test run and it would be something that would be very fun to do in Michigan if we could ever figure out how to do that. Um, but I just don't know if we could get the player base to get to come out. So, um, but they did two days of Swiss, um, eight rounds. There was not 
one undefeated player. Everybody had at least one loss. So I thought what would be good is I, I put up the top eight right here and we could just kind of go through some of these. We don't have to like, like so this is what I want to say to both of you. You do not need to read the list in detail if you do not want to. If it's a common list that we know, there's zero point in us going over every single itty-bitty detail. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you are welcome to go over as much or as little as you want. And I will we'll start off with JJ, and you could take the top player, and then uh, we'll give Alex the shot at the second player um, for, for that. that yeah. <laughs> Now, I did because you question. you're a Republic player. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a habit. You can so take. I would you like the first one, Alex? Would you like to do the first one? I love resistance, but no, JJ can do it if he wants. It's fine. You, you can have it. All right. I just changed my it's mind. Cool. Alex, it's yours. You're you can you can go over it. JJ can have the <laughs> hey, other one. Before we start, just to make sure I'm reading the records right. That's seven wins and one loss for Infinity Loop. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Right, cool. yes, it is. Nice. And I have no yes. idea who Infinity Loop is, but they're there. So <laughs> I, I, that's the one thing I, 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 sorry, I will, I despise, I despise real better that we don't enforce at least first names, <laughs> you know, it would yeah. be really cool. So, um, infinity loop here, uh, coming in for the, uh, for the top player here, uh, ones with a resistance list. Um, we have here Lulu Lampar in the A-Wing. We also have Robbie Trice or Tice in the A-Wing as well, which is a pilot we actually don't see as much, but it's the other initiative or the other three-cost A-Wing uh, for the resistance there. Uh, Jarek Yeager in the Fireball, Kazuda Ziono uh, in the Fireball as well. Um, interesting that it has R2-D2 and a shield upgrade. I actually like that combination just to consistently have Kaz keep its health up so he can uh, consistently roll those extra dice. Uh, Finn, uh, which is a staple for the resistance, and Merle Colvin in the R2 A Wing uh, to round off that list. Um, this actually kind of reminds me of the Adepticon list that you ran last year. Um, just having all those bodies and um, all those fast ships to cover the board as, as much as possible. Um, and I think this is a, a really good objective grabbing list. Um, I don't really see the point of like what part of the list you want to attack first. Um, that will help break the list. I think that this is a really well-rounded list in terms of spreading out the points um, and the fire and still being able to contest objectives. Um, so, yeah, congrats, Infinity Loop. Yeah, I uh, I really like this list. I, uh, For the record, my second faction is the Resistance. <laughs> so I do play them a lot. I just not, a, not as much as the Republic. Uh, I do like it. Um, Roby and Merle with the electronic baffle is kind of interesting to me. I mean, I guess you don't really have too much other things you want to do, so it's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, so how I'm, many points does Wobie have? have? Four. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So, if you're going to run heroic, uh, you only got two points left. And uh, But what I've seen before on, like, Roby and Merle is Ferrisphere. And that it's pain because <laughs> Ferrisphere is rough. Um, yeah, especially for a list with a lot of sync console shenanigans. That does that's not that's not fun. That's real rough. So, so the question I have is like, is do you think that's better? Right? Like, I mean, like I actually kind of agree with you because, like, on Merle, 
you're going for blocks, right? Like that's kind of mm -hmm. your idea is to go for blocks or to be in bullseyes. One of the two, like it's, there's only two things Merle does. <laughs> um, I don't even know what Wobby's. I have no idea what his ability is, I guess. Roby? Oh, it's useless. Okay. After you defend at attack range one, if the attacker modified its dice, they get a deplete. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So some of me wonders if you're right, if that would be better. Like, I, I get the heroic, but you're rolling. This is my problem with heroic. If you roll three green dice, is heroic worth it? Right? Like, I just, I guess maybe it's for offense. Maybe that's the idea behind offense, but I just like Aerosphere and like Starbird Slash because that's four points, and you can yeah. give people strain and be a pain if they try to target lock you. Especially Merle, like I think that's like mm -hmm. a better build for Merle, no matter what. You know, you gotta be real careful with Merle though, because if you uh, if you're still in their arc, you get that strain token, and that's not what you want for Merle. So. All right, that's fair enough. And also, uh, JJ, well, a little disappeared. Uh, I've seen Kaz run a couple different ways. One of the ways that I've been seeing more recently is outmaneuver and dead man switch, which for this list might not be what you want because you have a lot of, you don't have like uh, heat magnet ships in here other than like Finn. But um, Kaz would like outmaneuver then man switch and like have Finn and then you can have like Poe Falcon and a couple other four point ships. Uh, it really, that's a pain. You kind of play um, Kaz like you would uh, Grievous, for instance, with that kind of loadout. Um, yeah. But for this one, the R2D2 shield upgrade makes sense. I never liked yeah, that. I, yeah, I think, I think the outmaneuver one is okay, right? Like, I, I don't, I actually, I don't have a problem with Kaz and outmaneuver. I have found that it has been very useful. The problem I have is if they focus fire on Kaz, he do, he's not like going to live like um, Grievous does, right? You know, like outmaneuver just is not the same on a fireball as it is on a Belba lab. Yeah, I mean, you, you do a slam though, at least, you know, you can, you know, uh, like three bank, slam three bank and really get out of there but yeah i mean you don't want it's definitely not as tanky as like grievous for instance yeah so i i, I don't know this is the, the the that version of kaz is the um like the one that sanazuski ran against me in michigan gt and that stupid kaz lived longer than he should have lived so oh i just, just wiped the floor with that thing you just shoot it a couple times and it dies it's fine yeah. <laughs> um, um sorry yeah so I don't know. I I like that resistance list. It's a seven ship list, right? So, uh, or a six, six six ship list. Sorry, and I feel I don't know. I feel that like it, if we took this list and we took all these pieces and kind of broke them down, like this feels like an A, a solid A list. And some of it's because of Finn, because fuck Finn. Um, I just <laughs> I hate Finn. Um, but. Ugh, do it I hate seems like so a much. very good list for Swiss, but not necessarily winning a tournament. That's just yes. my initial reaction. But yep. you win the tournament by winning all the Swiss games, so he did That's it right. True. Or she. Most likely not a she. We know this game. But I don't want to assume. Infinity Loop. 
Yep. They called they called the list Republic or R A Wing Salad. Yep. <laughs> Resistance A Wing Salad. <laughs> All right. Um so the next one is Republic Love. Um I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kinda we're gonna skip over that. Like um Obi Wan was actually at LVO. Um and I don't remember their record, but I know they played in the second I don't think they were in top cut, but they played in the last chance qualifier portion of it. Um, I know maybe JJ will bring those up for me so we could see what the hell who who won. But I do remember seeing Obi Wan's name come up. Um, that's just the, the, the typical Anakin Obi um, contrail hawk loadout. Um, I don't know, nothing super fancy. This is what we saw at Gen Con. It was gonna kind of. I think we're just going to kind of move on. Um, and the next list by Moose Baca. And again, I, uh, what I'm going to say is I don't want to, I don't want to take away from anybody's list. I just want to make sure we get through the list. Right. So like we've seen the list before. We know it does well. Moose Baca's list is boy Vader, um, boy Mauler, boy backstabber, one tie fighter and Ubel with the standard Ubel, um loadout. Except for electronic baffle, I didn't know, I didn't know that was on um, the the list, but it makes sense why it is. But um, again, this is a very standard imperial uh, list. This is a very good list. Uh, Jeremy Chamberlain from the crates have ran this like you wouldn't believe. Um, yes, this is like he's the one that made Ubel popular. I guess is what I want to say. Like he's the first one to make cut with Ubel. There you go. I think like Chris Allen and Paul Heaver maybe also were in that tournament. Uh, I think they all just kind of conspired together anyway. So yeah, yeah. Paul, they're locals for me, so they they've extensively uh, worked on on this list uh, here locally for for quite some time, and they've they've really done a great job at mastering the effectiveness of this list. Um, so yeah, they're definitely yeah. So the next one, the gentleman or the person is in our chat. Um, and Alex, why don't you read the Republic list? Because uh, this one is a little bit different. It's it's somewhat standard, but it is a little bit different. And it loves SOC. Yeah, you definitely need that pack in order to play this. Uh, this is <laughs> a <laughs> it is a six ship Republic list. Five of them are from Siege of Coruscant. You get the Siege of Coruscant click. Uh, you get the Siege of Coruscant contrail, the Siege of Coruscant kickback, uh, Siege of Coruscant wolf, Siege of Coruscant jag, and then stub in the Z95 uh, with a shield upgrade, which is generally how you see stub. Uh, uh, you know, SOC, uh, the Siege of Coruscant, they brought a lot of uh, variety back into the Republic. Uh, but that I'm mean, just passing evades with kickback and focus results with the rest of your list, basically, except for stub, um, is always pretty strong. Um, the double, not double tapping, but the uh, veteran tail gunner on both Wolf and Jag uh, help out a lot with the offense. Clicks very good for defense. Contrail is just a pain. And... The uh, ion bombs can be very useful for control. 
And Stub is just an all-around great piece for three points. With the shield upgrade, it is five health. And depending on you know how things are shaking out, it most likely if it's going to be shot a lot, did an even maneuver, so it gets an extra defense dice. If not, uh, did an odd number, and is going to attack you for an extra attack die. I never want to be attacked by a four die Z95. That just seems wrong to me. <laughs> I mean, forensically, <laughs> like, it gets weird. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, six ships, two two medium bases. Like, you got a lot of speed in that list. You, you can get some tankiness, especially with Click and the, the Evade from Kickback. And also, Kickback has Diamond Boron missiles, so if you actually run up against people like... A mauler backstabber combo where people are close to each other range one you can actually do some extra damage with that uh diamond boron yeah yeah absolutely i i like that down my the uh the diamond boron on him like i genuinely think that's a really good i think that's a really balanced um a really balanced ship yeah. and you got two five two fours and two threes so that's kind of cool <laughs> you can have a little bit of flexibility with what maneuvers you're doing, and then you got some good overlap on the fives. All right, so I have an update real quick. I did not know this. There was a top cut, so they did five rounds each day with a top cut of four. Hmm. And this wait, Republic so list won the tournament. So wait, the top cut was on each day or in the second day? Nope, at the second day. So they did five rounds okay. the first day, three rounds, and then a top cut. So that makes sense. Okay. they just posted in the chat. Uh, the top cut was the Imperial list versus Obi-Wan. And then Infinity Loop versus... I don't I don't know how to say it. Jocasta. <laughs> Jocasta, there you go. All right, so I, I, I butch. I'm really bad at names. Really, really bad. <laughs> Grant, I've only is... read that in comics, so I don't know exactly how to pronounce okay. it. But that, that would be what my assumption would be. And then the final was Mubasca, the Empireless versus Jocasta, and Jocasta won. Who is in chat? Congratulations, first place. That's awesome. Hey, congrats. Um, yeah, like so. So that does show you. The, that does show the the ability to um that that republic list has which they also played at lvo just as an fyi i do know for a fact that was at lvo and that they played in the last chance qualifier which hopefully jj's looking up for us because i can't remember who won that because i don't think we covered that that week um at all no we didn't mm. so. lvo top cut qualifier like that weird anakin y-wing republic list yeah, I'm pretty sure that was. Yeah, it was. So <laughs> So yeah, so again and I, and I, I will when we talk about competing for worlds and and going through things for worlds, right? Um this is a list or a similar style of list you will see um the that interaction between the born born for this. I don't care what anybody says. I think it's broken. I don't I have a hard time with it being in standard. No offense, Jocasa. <laughs> no offense. Um, congrats on winning because that's that's the idea <laughs> inside of X-Wing, but I really do have a hard time with that, and I think it's um very powerful. Uh 
I have literally I, never used it in any single I game know, I've ever played. <laughs> I know you don't. I know you don't. I know you don't. Not for the, lack of trying, mind you. Just never came up. I will tell you, Corey hit an... No, I just don't roll paint. That's the problem. He doesn't roll anything. He doesn't need any of the mods because he doesn't roll anything. I don't do focus mods when you don't roll focuses on your dice. He he rolls. Alex literally rolls almost all blanks all the time. Like you seriously. The best was so Alex and I had to play in the Michigan GT, and I literally took two shots into Obi One, one with the Django at range one. Um, which I will say I did outmaneuver him in that because he did not expect Django to do that. But Grievous took a range a three. No, no, that was Django. Or no, that was the next round I went through the rock. But to begin with, I did not go through the rock. I wanted to kill Obi-Wan. That was my goal. But Django or uh, Grievous took a range three obstructed, outmaneuvered, but out uh, obstructed shot. And that should not have killed Obi-Wan. But he, he literally rolled all play. <laughs> he <laughs> I just, like, just couldn't believe it. Um, Alex says I have a good luck. Sorry. It happens all the time. I'm used to it. It's okay. <sighs> you just need to run kickback now, Alex. That's all you know I'm saying. What my it- highest dice luck was for this tournament? Negative 2.6. That was my wow. highest one. Wow, I had three games where they were negative five and a half or lower. <laughs> This is um, why you bring, and they're skewed because I bring data kids, so I only re-roll bad results. So it's even <laughs> worse than. <laughs> and then you roll into another bad result. That's like the the stream game we had, where that guy had stub with like three or four dice, and he literally used dedicated on every all every but all dice but one, and literally couldn't roll, <laughs> couldn't roll anything. <laughs> he could use. It was horrible. It was like the worst. You know, um, my fin has been one shot by an energy shell charge, right? Nope, I didn't wow. know that, but I hope to God you always run fin against me. So. First time I played fin. Oh, my fin dies in two shots every time I blam. It's great. I'm not I do not. I bring elusive. Yeah, I re-roll the one focus result on my defense dice to add the other one for heroic, and then I heroic those into more blanks. Every you're, time. You're, you're, well, kill, you're killing me. I've done in one game. Twice in one game, the two shots that he took, <laughs> I had to elusive the focus result to add the other blank for heroic, and then those were into blanks. Twice in one game, I have witnesses. It's great. Um, <laughs> all right, dies. so let's move on from Alex's dice because we'll be here for days. It, it's a joke. If you don't, if you if you've never listened to the Bench Warmers podcast, he joked about it on there all the time. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it's real fun to see it in person. Not gonna lie, my my dice are very dramatic. I just I I I usually don't laugh. I just go, oh, I'm sorry that happened. Okay, did I tell you? Okay, we're really tangenting now. But when we were at Rust Cup, the last round that I played was against this like Republic list, and this guy's Anakin hits this rock, <laughs> and then I shoot him, and I roll. He his Anakin literally rolled three blanks, <laughs> and Aww. I go, I'm very sorry. And he goes, you're not sorry. <laughs> well, I'm kind of sorry, but I'm not sorry because I want to win this. But I'm am kind of sorry because that's that's pretty unusual that a range three obstructed shot did that. Like I I do feel bad for you, but I'm also excited that I'm winning. And you just like that shot just made it so much easier to win. <laughs> like, but uh, I'm I sorry. Separatist dirge charge on the first round of engagement. He put dirge on a rock. 
and then just proceeded not to roll <laughs> dice at all. No, no evades. <laughs> that's great. Uh, that happens to me. That that's my dirge luck too. My dirge hates evades. You want to see an interesting dirge list? The sixth place in this tournament. It has dirge, and Volandas, Grievous, and Previsla. Yeah, which is unique, right? Yes, mm-hmm. I think that's a really cool list. Um, um, I will tell you, I'm not sold on Volandas having FTC and marksmanship. I prefer Predator. Yeah, Predator. But that's and, just me. What Predator and like De- Deadman dead switch? Yeah, I can see the the false transponder. Just you know, he's an I five, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, also he has shield upgrade for those who are unaware how much points he has. That's kind of stapled onto him. But I like the Previsla. That's a, that's a unique thing. Um, it's got uh, the the Mando Commandos or whatever those things are. Mm-hmm. Um, and Savage. Yep. Which, you know, we've talked this about is, earlier. This is actually uh, one of the loadouts that JJ and I were running on Previsla when, when yeah. he first came out. How is that? It was very effective, especially when you add in three discord missiles into the mix um it's uh there's just so much cardboard on the on the on the board for your <laughs> opponent that he just it's it's hard to he's going to miss something he's going to suffer the wrath of something and your opponent has to make a choice on what's going to be his poison so so yeah. looking at previsla with savage and also volandas uh you can do the red maneuver with with volan right and then yeah you still get the stress. You can savage the focus and then jettison the stress token with his ability and yeah. give the other person a strain. Yes. Which is really dirty. If yes. you're ever looking for some sort of synergy in that list. Yeah. yeah it's it really is, good. It's really good. Yeah. It, it definitely helps um, push in damage with those strains in there. Um, it, it's just. Um, with the commandos specifically, you know, just ha- being able to, if you set it up correctly, you can apply a strain with a commando and then uh, pass all the stress with Volandas and you just, you, you have all the mods that you need to really punish a particular ship. Yeah, it's terrifying. I don't, I don't want to go against something like that, that more people should try that out. Uh, yeah, I will yeah. say <clears throat> the, the, the dirge piece, I'm a little not sold on. I don't think the HLC Ion Cannon Dirge is the way to go anymore. I just yeah. don't. But that's just I agree. A, that's just my personal opinion. In a four ship list, it might be better because you can ionize somebody in front of Previsla, right? And maybe that's better than um, than not. I don't know. So I like that list. Separatists in top six, baby. <laughs> They are six and two. Also, notice here we had a top cut of four, but there was four, five, six and twos. So, yeah, that's kind of that's that's interesting. Yeah. So fifth place was a resistance list. Um, I it's nothing super fancy other than Merrill has crack shot. Oh, that's a that's a high offense list. That's Predator yeah. on Finn. That has outmaneuver cast. That's crack shot on Poe. And this isn't this is the flyboy Poe. It's got crack shot and baffle. So that's just he's just getting in there. Yeah. Also, you don't you care about he wants to murder you. Yeah. 
you can baffle off that black one ion token, and that's real, real dirty. Yeah. And uh, Jarek has marksmanship cluster missiles, FDC, target computer, and Merle crackshot. That's just like front load all the offense and try to figure out later on. I like that list. Yep. So let's go into seventh place. JJ, your favorite S tier ship that you think is better than Django <laughs> by two grade levels is Boba. I said, I said A tier, by the way. No, um, you didn't. You said so, S tier. No, I said A tier. I said that if he was eight points, then he would be S tier. Yeah. But anyway, I just know that I can Boba edit Fett. it to make you say that. So <laughs> you said it. It's the way it works. Go on. So we, we got the Notorious Trio here, uh, pioneered by uh, by Cam Murray. Uh, Boba Fett in the Fire Spray, Rook Cast in the Gauntlet, and Kanan Jarrus, enough said. Two very tanky ships in Boba and Rook that also have a lot of offense with their abilities. And Kanan Jarrus is the support ship that helps them survive. Um, this is a lot of beef to go through, um, and they can consistently hit you back. Um, not much for objectives, but this is definitely a kill list. This can go in and, and just punch very, very hard. And it's uh, it's a slugfest every time you face off against this list. It's whether or not you're able to kill them faster than they can kill you. Uh, so, yeah, very, very good. Why burnout thrusters? I was going to say, it doesn't have seismic charge. It has burnout thrusters, which is pretty interesting. It's just six points is rough. But, I mean, you can slam. Get out of get out of jail yep. or be super aggressive right i mean i guess you could yep do something like a four straight slam four straight yeah can't shoot that turn but you can go places or he can grab a crate and then burn out slam you can't slam when you have a crate oh i thought you was just boosting barrel you oh, can't boost yeah, barrel right. slam right. or cloak yeah oh the slam yeah you're right yeah. you could try that'd be awesome <laughs> if you look at your opponent dead in the eyes and tell them you're doing it they're not going to question you <laughs> no one knows the rules for slamming ships with salvage it's a medium base ship they're gonna be like oh your boba fett has slam that's cool oh you so jks says oh, what a you could take a deplete to get rid of the disarm for um burnout oh yeah i mean you could you could that's what burnout thrusters does yeah so yeah <laughs> if you did want to take an, a shot that turn if you did do like a four straight four straight into someone you can just take the deplete can you imagine Boba just getting range one? <laughs> First turn of the game. All these other ships. Yeah, I can't shoot four dice, but I can do three. I don't know. I don't know. Damn it. All right, no. Let's move on. Eighth place was whatever OPSCKGD. JJ, what Republic or Rebel list did they bring? So, uh, Rebel Alliance list here with Han Solo, the Battle of Yavin version. Uh, this is the cheaper Han. He's seven points. Coming in with the classic Taiku, uh, Telhu with Concussion, Composure, Elusive, and Ion Cannon. Uh, Iron Kraken in the Z95. Kyo Venzi and Derek Clivian in the RZ1 A-Wings to round off this list. Um, I gotta say, I've been uh, flying against a lot of the Battle of Yavin Hans. Um, it is definitely very different than the traditional Han, um, but for its points and what it can do, it can definitely help out the um, it, its ability to spend charges to rerolls, still makes it an effective attacker, and then being able to coordinate after 
um, is really good as well um, to help get one of the other ships into uh, to range one or set up a like a plasma torpedo shot for iron or concussion shot for psycho. Um, it has a lot of different uh, handles that it could pull to help um, make the rest of the list a lot more effective at initiative six and engaging initiative six. And the other ships are just very, very good at grabbing those objectives. So, yeah, very good list. All right, moving on to ninth and 10th place. I don't even remember how many places we went, but ninth <laughs> and 10th place. The ninth um, place one is pretty cool. I, I enjoyed this one. All right. Well, tell us about it, Alex. I have a soft spot for silencers. I blame Cody, but I, I do. Uh, this is a first order list <laughs> with two different silencers, both rush and recoil. It also has ember, malarus, and scorch. So it's a lot of high offense. Rush has um, Lone Wolf, Fanatical, and Sensor Scramblers. And Recoil has Predator, Sensor Scramblers. It's pretty much what you normally see. Ember has Proud Tradition and Pattern Analyzer, which I'm not the biggest fan of. I, I get that you get the whole focus lock combo, but I'd much rather have Elusive because there's no other way that I'm going to... I mean, if you take a strain for its ability, that's that's not good. You want to have some sort of built-in defense, in my opinion. I don't do a lot of red maneuvers with BAs. Then Malaris has cluster missiles, um, which you do see a lot as that, or Magpulse. I'm always a little bit more fan of a Magpulse missile, just because I like control on my list. But I can see why you would want cluster missiles. All right. I do like that list. I'm not sold on Rush, though, I guess. I don't know. Well, Rush Maybe be like a bastard. It can, I guess, yeah. And it's got Lone Wolf, so it's obviously flying separate from everybody else. <clears throat> when you get him behind you with his ability at I-6 with a reroll and also fanatical, ugh, it's brutal. There's not much you can do about that. Double reposition and a native reroll and a focus mod. That is true. All right, 10th place we have, and this will be, we'll, we'll look at the next two, but after 12th place, we're definitely done um, <laughs> for the show. This is a very interesting um, Separatist list. Volandos with Deadman Switch, Elusive Shield. I would swap out Elusive for Predator, but that's just, again, me. Um, this is just more defensive version. Then they have 81 with Discords. Iron Assembler with the energy charges. Then they have DGS yeah. 047 with Kraken and Grievous crew because no way are we going to put Grievous in this list. We're going to put Cad Bane. We're putting Cad Bane. Who put... Why is Cad Bane in this list? Why? Why? Did you see what? that Cad Bane has Django crew? Do you yes. know what Django crew does? It, you you know, spend a target lock to change to a blank. You can spend a target lock to use Django's ability. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe there's there's probably not any other three-point crew, right? I don't know. I would take side. I would take side freelance over that, honestly. You're getting roughly the same effect. The, <laughs> yeah, or that too. I don't know. Um... I would love to see somebody fly this list. So, JJ, you can fly this list for Worlds. <laughs> um, this is the so, Kraken uh, thing, though, baby. 
Oh, no, did you also see that Cad Bane has um, Discord missiles? Yes! I don't know yes. how that works. It has overtune modulators. You could shoot it off with oh, the, my God. the Discord. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was going to say, you use overtune to actually enable the, the uh, Discord missiles. But uh, in defense of the the, the HMP with, with Grievous, you have a couple of ships, uh, specifically the Vultures, that can die easily. And since this is your Kraken carrier, Grievous helps you cancel those those damages right that you're going to get onto that carrier and in effect it helps keep those calculates on the rest of your ship so that way they can be more effective that way so having grievous on it is just a, a good way to just have that that extra protection on that tactroid uh carrier and um and help out the rest of the list it's it's kind of like a symbiotic relationship but the vultures also have independent calculations so they're just getting two calculates anymore they need three yeah, I mean, I sometimes, yeah, yeah, especially if they have well, uh, like energy shell charges, you know, and sometimes you need those extra calculates. Is it is it is Kraken somewhat for Cad Bane too, right? Does so you can keep the green to tokens at the end of the round, yeah. I don't know, I, I, I'm just asking, it. I'm just asking because you don't you, discard them, you don't have to take the action next round. You can use them for proton cannons. Okay. I'm I don't understand the Django Fett, but I'm not super opposed to, to to this build a little bit now. Because you get the proton cannons, right? You keep your calculates. You can use them on offense next round. You could take a focus if you want. You could take a target lock now. You could do the barrel roll without stress. You could take a fucking evade. Mm -hmm. I, I don't I'm not opposed. So that Pete, the Jangle Fed, I don't, I don't like, but yeah, Jangle Fed, I agree. I, I, I think it's just a filler upgrade at that point. Yeah, you gain a or elusive at the, end, at the end phase for every green token you have once you use overtuned. So if you hold on to the calculate with crack and you're just holding a strain token, no, 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 it's for everyone you have to discard. So if you hold on to them, you don't oh, discard them. That's fair. Yeah, my mistake. I yeah, still, that's this is still weird. It is definitely weird. But I won't lie and say that, like, all right, that's that's kind of a, that that's kind of cool, right? I I don't I don't disagree with this piece that piece of it either. I can respect the jank. Don't get me wrong. I just that's that's a wild Cad Bane build. Yep. Somebody run this and tell me if it's any good. <laughs> I don't. Somebody I never, run this. Ever thought in my life I would ever get Discord to missiles from Cad Bane? So if he did that to me, I'd just be like, oh. I guess I'm I pretty sure it. their opponents didn't expect it either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> Alex, our next goal is to do this and you to be on stream. Go, damn it! I forgot Cad Bane had Discords. <laughs> I bet you, I, I bet you, the opponents say that every time. Like, oh, he has Discords. Mm. This this feels like a hexiled like bounty list, right? Like it, get, it does. Get a Discord off of Cad Bane and make it deal damage. <laughs> I will specifically bring Jam and look at them, Jam off their calculator, and you'd be like, no, you're not discording this only. That's the only <laughs> calculates. Have fun. Yeah, but it, he's got three. You can't jam all three unless you're Nightfall. You have to bring Nightfall to ruin this list. Oh, I don't even know. I love it. This is, I'm like, sorry. I love it. I'm going to 
I just, it's hard to spend five points on that. I'll be honest with you. I could just bring Revis and feel better, but I like it. I'm going to say I like, hold on. Can I get rid of? There's got to be a way to fix this. Anyway, let's keep moving on because it's almost midnight and I'm ready for bed. The next list is a first order list. Which one of you wants to go through the Thai BA and Agent oh. Tyranny list? Gross. Tyranny is gross. Only because I play a lot of you know, Republic. Or just, <laughs> just fucks the entire faction right over. It's great. Love it. Um, yeah, it's a first order list. It has Agent Tyranny with a fanatical crack shot, pattern analyzer, tactical officer, and Hux, which is pretty cool because the other ships on this list are three BAs. So you can Hux all of them as long as they do all the same uh, actions. You have Ember with Proud Tradition, Pattern Analyzer. Von Reg with Proud Tradition, Daredevil, Pattern Analyzer, Prockets, and Munitions Failsafe. And Hollow with Proud Tradition, Prockets, and Baffle. Interesting that Hollow doesn't have the Pattern Analyzer on there, but that's fine. Maybe <laughs> I'm not the one who built this list. <laughs> it's cool. It's different. You don't see three mm -hmm. Thai BAs on the, on the, the ground almost ever. No, maybe there's a reason for that. No. I don't know. They came in five and three. They, they were in 11th place. No, I, I love BAs. Like, Ember, very quality quality piece. I, I like it a lot. I love Hollow. Von Reg I have a problem with, because that's a lot of points that you have to invest in the Von Reg. All right. JJ, who was 12th place? In 12th in place, we had here. Nitro Benz here uh, flying the uh, Separatist Alliance here. We got a three-ship list here with Django Fett in the Fire Spray, um, Dirge in the Rogue Class, and Aura Singh making an appearance here in the Fire Spray. That's the Force-carrying uh, Fire Spray there uh, to round off that list. Um, definitely like it a lot. I've uh, We tested this particular uh, loadout, I believe, me and you, Chris, um, this uh this loadout and it did pretty decently um aura sing still feels like it needs a little work i think um but still two fire sprays always a, a force to be reckoned with it can definitely do a lot of damage out there um but yeah pretty decent list yeah the only difference is we did not have prockets on Janko. like we never yeah. have ran prockets on Janko ever see i the, mean that Janko it's probably good horse crew which is interesting. It has Bo-Katan instead. And Bo-Katan works with Prockets. It's just when you perform an attack. It's not a primary attack. Um, it's also six points, which is a little bit weird, but uh, I would love to Prockets someone. And with Django? Can you imagine? Can you imagine Django 140 taking the focus token, Procketing you? turning one of your <laughs> green dice down, taking a big middle finger that says, hey, baby. I don't know. Yeah, we played We did play around with this. It. We did not have Prockets at Jango, though. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. was, like, I'll be honest, that's the one thing we did not have. But we had played around with the Bo-Katan quite a bit. Um, and I, I don't know. Jango can be built so many ways. It just kind of almost feels like he's an A-tier ship um, overall. <laughs> 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 um but we have this, this these these three ships we did play around with um quite a bit uh 
we did play around with this quite a bit. So you played around with Aura Sing? Yes. Yeah. What was yes. your conclusion? Just not worth the eight points total? Or it's hard with three shipless in objective play. Um yeah. that's that's our conclusion. I think the list puts out a lot of damage. Um and Oris, I'll tell you what, I've gotten Oris Sing's ability off a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Like not using the force for force and actually using it for her ability. I will tell you when you switch a stress token to a ship that does not want to have two stress, you make people very, very angry. <laughs> like very yes. like tilted angry. Like yes. I had a guy rage quit on TTS on me because of that. <laughs> And I now, it didn't like, help. They got Panic Pilot on top of it and ended up with four stress. But still. <laughs> like, um, I do like if you're not bringing Grievous, but also you're bringing Dirge just to shove Grievous onto Dirge because that just like is a pain to kill that Dirge because he's already eating stuff with Grievous yes. and then he comes back. Yeah, Grievous crew is an underrated crew in my opinion as well. Um. I don't think he's underrated. So, he's very good. It's just no one runs him because you have to. You shouldn't be running Grievous Pilot. There you go. Under you, underutilized Underutilized pilot. Yeah. There you go. In this list, I think like here in JJ's world, when they lower Django to seven points, I can actually run Django, Grievous, and Aurora. I'm just saying, like, I will win worlds with that. Let me bring that, and <laughs> I will win worlds. It, only me though. No one else can run that. No one else. Yeah, I was gonna say, what are you gonna do when somebody brings the mirror? Nope. No, no, no. Just Tanner. AMG, make an exception for Tanner to run that one list and let me win worlds. I probably won't win worlds. I'm not that good. Alright, so we're gonna move on. The last two lists um were the Earthworm brought a Ray and Poe X Wing, Jaeger and BB eight. Um I, it's a pretty decent list. Uh, nothing special about that. I hate Finn crew. Um, DB Hookman. Um, this is a somewhat interesting separatist list. It has three droids, three bombers, and Grievous. Um, they're all bomb bombardment drones. And I will say they are four and one in Kyber Cup right now. So they essentially, even though they're five and three here, uh, they are four and one in Kyber Cup. Um, I think this list has legs as well. This is okay. If we're going to talk worlds list, this is on one of my short lists um, for lists that fits my play style that doesn't have Django in it. Um, even though we just ranked Django an A. Um, <laughs> but I, th this list, I feel um, I do feel this list has legs and this list is a little bit dice dependent, but this list can just murder things. You can also take two of those separatist drones and make them a dirge if you want. So you do a lot of things, but I like this list. I think it's good. Um, and congratulations to everybody that went five and three. Seems like it was a fun time to be had by everybody. So absolutely. With that being said, thank you all for joining us tonight. Thank you, Alex, from Best Bin Bench Warmers podcast. Um, if you would like to check them out, their link is always in our description. You can listen to them not talk about me 
at all or invite me on their show either. And you can listen to them. (laughs) You can listen to them talk about, and this guys, I I don't even understand why you said certain things. I just finished listening to your podcast and like you, you, you guys, you guys said some crazy things and then complained about Vader. Um, but you did get right. That I don't think Jason Stumbo's list is um, a list for worlds, but I will say that. But it was if you want to listen to a entertaining time, especially you guys have Mark on. I think I don't know what it is about Mark, but I, every time that guy talks, I just laugh. I love that guy. Um, he's one of the locals from over here, so uh, he tries to be nice. He does, and it's funny. Like you guys talk about a secret chat that, like, you've mentioned this, but this chat is not available to the public. So, like, you should stop mentioning things. Like, if I talk about our private chat, I will post things. There's nothing in our private chat I won't say publicly um, because I'm a dick. But like, you guys like you guys keep talking about these private chats. Like, oh, Stan Azuzi said this. It's like, well, where's his hot takes? Because he sure as hell didn't give it on GSP. I'll tell you that. There was oh, no. They, they brought that guy on. That's why he didn't do it. I'm sure. And <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Respect to Jason or to James Stumbo for uh, messing with the meta. Congrats on that. That's that's hilarious and genius. We talked about that last week on our LVL coverage. But um, I will say that tactic will probably not work at Worlds for very long. Um. If we know you're going to cloak the whole time, we're just going to shoot the apartment. That's a long con. Everyone's going to assume that he cloaks and he does the 5K proton torpedo shot. Yeah, that's exactly. I was saying he's set the stage to mess with your minds already from from LVO. So I I don't know. I think he's a a, it's a contender. There you go. I think JJ should run that list. Um, That's JJ's new list that he's going to run. And uh, I'm running Empire, man. If I make it, I'm going Empire. I know. You keep telling me to run CIS, but it seems like Empire is stronger than CIS, except for in Kyber. But I don't know. Seven of those top eight lists had the Empire. And I think there's only like three or four CIS lists in the top eight. But no, depends on the people, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, then um, I trick rule of never running the same faction um, in a row when I'm going for like tournaments and stuff. So, Well, you know me. I seem to only fly one faction, I guess. So, If anybody would like to buy some other factions off me, I own every faction and almost every ship in the game plus multiple copies, minus the hard to get ones. So if anybody wants to buy some other factions, I'll happily sell them because they obviously never play anything but CIS. It seems. <laughs> all right. Anyway, thank you all. <laughs> thank you all for listening to our long ball tangents tonight. Um, if you have anything else you want to submit to the show, you're welcome to message us here or message us on Discord. Thank you for the fouls, the subscribes, the likes, anything you can do to contribute to the show. We will be back next week, Sunday, this time <clears throat> at 9 p.m. Yeah. Eastern time. We don't have Kyber Cup to play, so hopefully we'll get some stream games in, though my work schedule has been... I don't know. My work schedule is just horribly insane right now. So, um, yeah. But hopefully we'll be able to get some some stream games in here shortly as well. Uh, two other updates. 
The first one is they have officially leaked store champ kits. We will not cover them tonight because it was leaked this morning and I did not have time to prep for it. We will have that conversation next week on Sunday about the leak and if they make anything official, which I'm hoping they do um, because there was a leak. So I'm hoping we get an official news. If not, we will be talking about the leak for store champs next Sunday as well as a continuation of the series. I've told us we were going to continue for two times now that we will. <laughs> we will talk more about archetypes next week. I promise it. It's it, I promise it or everybody who watches us live will get a free promo card. So it will happen or you all get promo cards, I guess. So can I but, be included in this? Can I derail the conversation so we don't do it and they get free promo cards? <laughs> well, it's only one. So yes. And it's very cheap for me to give you a promo card because I see you every couple of months. And next week on Playing Fan Syndicate, Alex will tangent now. <laughs> hey. So, side tangent, if you... Side tangent, if you had ever listened to any of my other podcasts, that's, like, what I'm known for. Like, that's, like, that's the gimmick. Like, just never... Like, I'm usually pretty scripted, but tonight was... JJ just pissed me. <laughs> JJ got under my skin tonight, so... We, if, he, if he came side tangent, hell... For us, and if I don't stop now, we're just gonna go for another half hour. Me bitching about JJ's uh, Django ranking. So. I I will let our our regular viewers know. Um, this is something I've said before a few weeks ago um, that we're planning to do the uh, next Planning Face Syndicate showdown. It's gonna be held in uh, in Durham, North Carolina, over in Atomic Empire. Um, we're still trying to nail down the dates. Um, I am in the works right now to see if I can make that a store championship so that way the planning phase syndicate showdown uh, will the winner of that will end up getting an invite for worlds for next year. Um, I haven't confirmed that as of yet as we're just getting this information now uh, for all the world stuff here, but uh, we'll be announcing it on the podcast um, soon and we'll have the dates nailed out. So uh, if you're in that area in the Carolinas area, um, or if you're anywhere uh, and you want to come and fly down, come and have a great time, and uh, we'll we'll love to see you guys over there. Yeah, it'll be May, June, or July, and JJ doesn't get to yeah. pick a tick, get to pick the date this time until I confirm it. So I'm officially announcing I will overrule anything he says until <laughs> I get to be able to fly down there. So I have literally saved my airplane miles to fly to see JJ down there and he's gonna have to like put me up on his couch or something because i'm poor and i can't afford to spend two hundred dollars a night in a hotel but I got, we will stream I got transportation it. too don't worry about it yeah we it will be streamed i guarantee you it will be streamed we will figure yes. that piece of it out in some way shape or form and maybe maybe alex and i will take a road trip together there maybe we'll just bring alex with us i mean and, that'd be a little fun just to go um it's only, I think it's only a seven hour drive from your, your neck of the woods. So oh. that's not that bad. It's nine and a half hours for me. So seven for you. I drive to your house. We leave in the morning. I don't know. We could do this in four days. I think we could do it. So you could play if you oh, want. Yeah. I'll, I'll stream and commentate. I promise I won't try to steal anybody's world's invite. I'll just go to stream. So <laughs> anyway, yes. we will announce more as we hear about it. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern with more Planning Face Syndicate. Have a good night, and we'll see you later. See ya.
Thank you. And Jingle, Jingle Fit is in an A tier. 